0: Hi folks, welcome to another episode of the 59th Minute FPL Podcast, which is brought to you by Fantasy Football Scouts. I'm Mark McGedigan. you'll find me on social media at FPL General. Much like Game Week 25, Double Game Week 25, it was a rough one. I'm still feeling a bit rough myself, still struggling to shake off a two-week cough, so hopefully I can get through this one smoothly. Thankfully, the game week is behind us, and it's a blank game week coming up this weekend for teams like Luton, Liverpool, Tottenham and Chelsea, so we cannot call on those players for our FPL teams this weekend. Makes for some interesting transfer decisions in terms of hits, etc. The deadline is Saturday afternoon, it's not Saturday morning, it's one thirty pm UK time, which is 90 minutes before the 3pm matches kick off. The running order today, a quick review of the double, which wasn't really a double, a look at the player minutes, watchlist update, player stats, listener questions, captaincy and potential transfers for Blanky Me 26. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow wherever you're listening for future episodes and if you get a chance, give it a five-star review as well as it helps to get the podcast into more ears. A quick review of Double Gaming 25. I took a minus four. I sold the injured Trent and I got rid of Cole Palmer as well, ahead of a tricky fixture and a few blanks to come. Brought in Arsenal defender Gabriel, so it was good to get him back and get a clean sheet. Kevin De Bruyne also came in as part of the minus four, which obviously didn't go to plan. The Belgian only getting one game and two points, but hopefully these hamstring niggles are okay for the weekend. And he goes big in game me 26. Finished on 87 points, with the minus four was 83. Red Arrow on triple captain week in a double that's FPL, 43k, and I dropped just outside the top 50k to 51k. So, no major damage done, thankfully. Got the double Arsenal clean sheet with Raya and Gabriel. Amari Bell did not become a hero. He only managed one point over the two games. stupid and disaster, benched again one point. Foden got the assists. De Bruyne a blank. Jota got four and went off injured. Darwin got five and also went off injured. Saka delivered again with 15 points, Solanke with 12 and triple captain Haaland made us sweat but came home with 30 points in the end. On the bench not much, Ariola with a 3-pointer, Garnaccio got 5 Porro didn't play and Gusto with 2. In terms of player minutes, there was no new members joining the 59th Minute Club. I need to look back on some of my records but the 59th Minute Club seems pretty quiet this season. I would say we've probably had less people joining at this stage than we've ever had before. So hopefully that changes as the season progresses. As is well documented and experienced by many of us, the double game week was a disaster in terms of player minutes for the likes of De Bruyne. Nathan Ake only got one game. Allison fell away the day before the double game week started. Jordan and Darwin only got half a game each. Salah got more minutes than expected in the first game, but then didn't play the second game. And Adebayo at Luton didn't turn up at all either due to injury. So it's uh, a double game week for the FPL scrapbook in terms of we will never look at this one again. Elsewhere, a stupid and frustratingly only got nine minutes. He's a concern. I'm probably just going to keep him and hope he gets a start against Everton, even if he gets a one-pointer. It's probably useful this week when I don't have many players. At Manchester United, Shaw, injured again, could miss the rest of the season. He only got 45 minutes, as did Harry Maguire and Casemiro, because both of those players were on yellow cards, so that was tactical more than anything else. Oscar Bob at Manchester City, the closest to joining the club, just about made it to 60 minutes. Richardison only managed 70 minutes for Tottenham, doesn't have a game this week, but is that a concern going forward? Or will we see more Games closer to 90 minutes for the Brazilian. And good news for potential Huang buyers this week. He played 87 minutes, having missed the previous game. I think Huang and Neto are going to be very popular transfers in this week. I may end up buying one of them myself. So we'll come back to that in the question section and the transfer section as well. <laughs> A watch list update now. Quite a few changes to the watch list this week ahead of a tricky FPL schedule between gaming twenty six and twenty nine. Players removed first of all Fabian Shear at Newcastle. A couple of reasons. He picked up an injury, although he was pictured in training today. I think it was a rest injury, so he's probably going to be okay. But thinking about my transfers. In terms of targets and players I want to bring in over the next few weeks, I don't think Fabian Scherr is going to be one of them. So he'll come back into my thinking maybe later in the season. Also removed Nathan Ake. He was there for double game week reasons... Pep reminded us again of how frustrating he is in terms of rotation, so I won't be buying Ake in the near future. Ross Barkley is gone as well. He does have another double game coming up soon. No game this week, though, and I just don't see myself going there for the double either. And also Neil Mopai at Brentford's. Again, he was on the watch list for double gaming reasons, and he is now off it. Players added. A couple of defenders. Pau Torres at Aston Villa. Back in the starting 11 for the first time in a while and I'm confident now that he will stay there. So I like Pau Torres as a transfer this week. Good fixture home to Forest, and has a fixture in 29 as well. Craig Dawson from Wolves. He's my preferred pick. Of the Wolves defenders. You've got a couple of options. You've got Kilman. You've got Aiton there as well. For a bit more attack and threat. But Dawson's got plenty of attack and threat as a centre-back. 4.5 million, I think he is. Good fixture this week against Sheffield United. I think, again, he's going to be a popular transfer among people buying new defenders. So, Torres and Dawson very much on my mind. I've added Harry Maguire as well. Went off at half-time. But, again, I would expect him to continue getting starts. He's only four point two. Good fixture this week against Fulham and a slight chance of a game in 29 also. But again, unlikely if Manchester United beat Forrest in the cup. But Maguire certainly a long-term option. As someone who you can play sometimes in good fixtures, and you're happy to bench as well because he's only 4.2. Midfielders added Adingra for obvious reasons. He went big in, give me 25... Had a very good time away on international duty as well. Just a very good player, playing for a very attacking team, and he is very, very cheap. So, Adingra joins teammates Gross and Matoma on the watch list. I'll run through exactly who's on the watch list when I finish players added. Cole Palmer, just sold him. He goes straight back on the watch list because he will likely come back into the team some point, game week 30 31 onwards. That might be a wild card. If I wild card sooner than that, Maybe Palmer will be a transfer later. So he's on the watch list, obviously, because there's a very good chance he'll be back in. As is Mo Salah. He came back, then he missed a game. So we need to monitor that situation, see if he plays in the Cup final this weekend. The same goes for Darwin, so we can assess their minutes there. We don't have to worry about them FPL-wise this week. So Salah comes back into thinking. I'm thinking a couple of weeks ahead. If De Bruyne continues to frustrate in terms of player minutes, uh, or minutes, I should say, you know, De Bruyne at the Salah, I think, will become a popular transition. Elsewhere, Huang joins the watch list, having gotten 87 minutes. Neto's already there. Talk about those too soon. Also added Muniz, the 4.4 million striker from Fulham. I think it's four goals in three games now. And when I get to the stats section, he had some very eye catching numbers against Aston Villa. Carlton Morris is also added from Luton. Just like him as a double game week pick for the future, penalties decent minutes, all of that. So I like Morris a lot more than Barkley, for example. And I've also added Alexander Isak from Newcastle. Doesn't look like he's in full training just yet, but with Callum Wilson out, possibly for the rest of the season, or at least a large chunk of it, Isak becomes a very attractive pick when he is fully fit again. So that's it for players added and removed. So just to give you an idea of the player pool I'm looking at in terms of player transfers over the next couple of game weeks. Defenders, this is in order of price trippier is on the watch list along with Matty cash and pau torres now i do think i prefer pau torres over cash for security of minutes longer term i do think cash is still a good short term option though doughty's there from Luton, although he did pick up an injury so that's one to keep an eye on Senesi's on the watch list difficult fixture this week against manchester city but then he's very attractive 28 to 33 Dawson's there, Regulon is there, and Harry Maguire. Midfielders on the watch list. Order of price again: Salah, Youngman's son, Madison, and Richarlison. So all three Tottenham players are there. No fixture this week, but you know, if I didn't sell Jota this week, which I'll talk about later, I could maybe get a Richarlison in the week after, or maybe even a Madison. The Brighton guys are here as well: Gross, Matoma, and Adingra. Anthony Gordon. Still on the radar. Cole Palmer, then you've got the Wolves guys Neto and Wang and Douglas Louise at Aston Villa. I think Louise versus a Wolves midfielder is going to be a hotly debated topic over the next day or two. Forwards on the watch list Ollie Watkins, who I sold for Darwin two game weeks back. Obviously didn't go to plan. Watkins did outscore Darwin over the two game weeks, but it wasn't by a huge amount, and if I was back there again, I would have done exactly the same thing. I was banking on three games for Darwin, got unlucky with the injury, and Watkins just did his usual thing. Actually, probably lucky that Watkins didn't do more against Manchester United because Onana made quite a few good saves. Watkins almost definitely coming back in this week with with the free transfer for Darwin. Just need to figure out how to free up some cash in a minus four, maybe even a minus eight. Elsewhere, Ivan Toney's here, Isak, Hoyland at Manchester United, Morris at Luton and Muniz at Fulham. So those are the players I'm keeping a very close eye on when it comes to making transfers over these next couple of game weeks. A few stats now from Game 25 from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. Eight chances created by Kevin De Bruyne in that one fixture. Also, eight chances created by Pascal Gross at Brighton. So he, he remains... I still think Gross is kind of an under-the-radar pick. A lot of people... Went there a few weeks ago and then sold him, and he's done well since, etc. etc. He's just a very good long term pick. You plug him in, you leave him there, and you should get good bang for your buck. Chances created by Garnacho, there was five, so that's good, hopefully, good omen ahead of me using him in the starting 11 this week at home to Fulham. Elsewhere for chances created, Douglas Louise, Alanga, and Hudson Adoy all created four chances. So good numbers again for Douglas Louise. And both Nottingham Forest guys putting up the numbers there as well. and It wasn't just chances created that caught the eye with Garnacho. He had eight goal attempts and six shots in the box. Pardon me, 1% of me is tempted to captain Garnacho this week. But I think I'll just be happy to have him in the 11. Adingra, six goal attempts, five shots in the box. Very good numbers. Alanga. ...had four shots in the box to go with the four chances created... ...so maybe Alanga over hudson Adoy, ...but that's certainly a close call. Pascal Gross had the highest expected goal involvement... ...among midfielders in the game week with 1.49. Erling Haaland over the two fixtures... ...where he got 180 minutes, which is what we wanted. 15 goal attempts, 13 shots in the box... ...and four big chances. Good decision not a fantastic outcome again there's not much we can do you you place your triple cap and chip on him you get the numbers you get the minutes and you're just wanting you're just waiting for the points then but that's FPL sometimes it doesn't go to plan but thankfully he did get that late goal because it could have been absolutely disastrous Ivan Toney had 10 goal attempts in 180 minutes, so averaging five across the two games. Muniz had eight goal attempts, seven in the box against Astonville. I had to double check these numbers. Very impressive from the Fulham 4.4 million forward. So, longer term, maybe for a 3.52 formation, Muniz at 4.4. Could be a better pick than someone like Archer. Watkins had five goal attempts, four shots in the box. Sorry for selling you, Ollie. I will see you again on Friday night or Saturday morning. Solanke had three big chances. Um Solanke's I'm in a bit of a pickle this week in terms of my team structure. I've got Solanke. I could just play him against Manchester City. Part of me also wouldn't mind benching them so that I could get maybe a Wolves attacker, which seems a lot more exciting against Sheffield United. So, I'll cover that again a little bit later in the episode. So, there are just a few numbers to help you with your decisions ahead of the weekend. Before I get stuck into the listener questions, just a quick Patreon plug. I'm still doing the free trial for February. So, it doesn't matter when in February you sign up. This goes right up until the end of February. I think it is a leap year this year, isn't it? So, 29th of February, it will be. Anyone who signs up over the next few days, over the next week, the first pledge will be refunded. Now, it has to be a monthly pledge rather than a yearly one. Patreon doesn't let me, it does let me refund yearly subscriptions but it means people don't no longer have access to the content. But if you refund a monthly pledge, people can still use it for a month. So patreon.com forward slash FPL General. If you want to check it out, it's probably the best time to do so. This might be the only free trial I do for the rest of this season. Check it out, uh, and you can always just cancel again before the end of the month, and you will not be charged anything. There's extra podcasts. There's live streams every week. There's going to be a live stream tonight, which is Thursday night. That goes out as a podcast as well afterwards. There's Q&As on Fridays loads of extra stuff so check it out patreon.com forward slash fpl general On to the questions from FPL Sponge. First of all, do you agree engaged managers can be guilty of over planning fixtures for blanks and doubles? Should we focus more on playing the fixtures in front of us? For example, transferring in a Wolves midfielder this week instead of an Aston Villa midfielder, and then deal with the blanking with consequences down the line. I don't think I don't think we over plan or, or overthink because I mean that's where that's where we get our edge over the less engaged managers or casuals or some like to call them we it doesn't always go to plan you know double gaming 25 certainly didn't go to plan but we were very unlucky in terms of player injuries and minutes and all that kind of stuff you play that game we go a thousand times and there's plenty of occasions where Darwin Jota De Bruyne Aki, all of these guys go big and we're 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 you know giving ourselves a pat on the back rather than overthinking it in hindsight, did we overplan and overthink? So, I think it's it's always just about getting a balance. Um, I think a good example of that is I kind of took a balanced approach with my defensive transfer. I could have went for a double game defender like an Alfie Doughty, but I went for Gabriel instead. Didn't have a double, but, you know, a good long-term pick playing for the best team, the best defensive team in the league. And I need to be careful with my words there not to upset some Manchester City fans or maybe even Liverpool fans. So... It's always about getting a balance. I don't think we're guilty of over overplanning. That's what we've got to do. If you're serious about the game, which you probably are if you're listening to this podcast, don't change your approach because, you know, don't change your approach just because of how Double Game Week 25 went because we could get to Double Game Week 34, Double Game Week 37, and we could have monster game weeks. You know, we could have 150 plus points in those game weeks. We just don't know how it's going to play out, but... I still, I just like the I just like attacking double game weeks. Uh, people often say, put yourself in a position to get lucky. That's what we do. It's not always going to work out, um, but yeah, I would say keep doing what you're doing. I don't think we need to change things too much in terms of that. the The question on Wolves midfielders versus Aston Villa midfielders this week is a good example because Wolves over the next four game weeks will have uh, three fixtures and then a likely blank in 29, whereas the Villa guys do have a fixture in 29, so you're guaranteed four fixtures. But does that mean Douglas Louise or Leon Bailey is a better pick than a Huang or a Neto? I would argue they're not, because Huang and Neto, I feel like there's just so much upside there, particularly with a player like Huang, who can get you a brace or even a hat-trick, playing out of position, possibly on penalties. We don't know that for sure. Um, Douglas Louise having a very good season, lots of roots to points with set pieces and penalties. But again, you, you wouldn't be surprised if you get to game week 30 and Douglas Louise has gone, you know, 2 5 2 2. Whereas if you look at a Huang or a Neto, even in three games, home to Sheffield United, away to Newcastle, home to Fulham, Huang or Neto. You're not going to be surprised if it's five, five, ten, and they outscore Louise over. You know, even with three games versus four, so it's always a tricky decision. Uh, but for me, I do lean towards the more exciting upside pick there with the Wolves guys over a Douglas Louise. Now, Douglas Louise has been punishing me all season for not picking him, and maybe that will continue. Uh, You've probably have got more maybe analytic, analytics. I'm trying to say analytically minded managers who will. Probably always go for Douglas Louise in that scenario because the numbers will probably tell them to do so because the extra fixture will just give them a better reading in terms of of projected points or whatever. But I do like the Wolves guys, Um, especially this week, home to Sheffield United. Even that one fixture, Wolves could win that 3 4 5 0, and straight away, Douglas Louise is probably going to be up against it uh, to beat the likes of Neto and Wang. Obviously, hard to the hard part is picking the right Wolves attacker. You've got, you've got Sarabia there as well, who's in with a shout of taking penalties also. Has taken more corners this season than Neto. It uh, doesn't always get 90 minutes, but there's plenty of options there. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a good example, and I probably do prefer the Wolves guys. And even if it means a less one less player in Game me 29, you're hoping that you get enough points before that, that it doesn't really matter too much. Question from Ruslan. If, a cur- if the current status of three games would remain in 29, would you feel comfortable going into that game week with only five or six players and not using the free hit chip? So, yeah, on the cu- on current... The way things are at the moment, we only have three games in game week 29, which is West Ham against Aston Villa, Burnley against Brentford, and Fulham against Tottenham. Now, Luton against Forest is the most likely to become the fourth game of that game week. I think if Manchester United beat Nottingham Forest in the Cup, which is what the bookies expect, who knows, it is a Cup game, then we would have Luton and Forest as well. So, I mean, if that happened in my case, for example, it would give me Mari Bell. Maybe I would end up with a Doughty with a transfer before that. But I'm pretty short on players as things stand. Uh, I'm probably going to bring Watkins back in, so that gives me another one. might end up with an Aston Villa defender this week as well. That would be two more. Uh, Don't have any Brentford players, and I've got Pedro Por from Tottenham, but he might even be sold this week. So I'm very much open to the free hit chip in twenty nine. But if there is only three fixtures, and there's what is there five transfers for most people before then, um, four or five. It's I I still I don't think we can say yet whether it's okay to play with five or six or. To free hit we just need to we need the cup results so I think the best approach is just keeping an open mind and um, don't I would say don't buy game with 29 players just for the sake of it because you might end up free hitting that week anyway so a good example of that is a Pau Torres if you think there's a decent chance that you might free hit in 29 then you should obviously consider a Craig Dawson instead or someone else who doesn't have a fixture in 29 so just keep an open minds and I think The short of it is don't worry about 29 too much because it's either going to be a damp squib with five, six, seven players in most of our teams or the free hit can be played and you can get a decent score that week. So yeah, focus on on the game weeks beforehand I think is more important than focusing on 29 itself until we have more information. Question from John Hydes. Due to team structure, I have to sell either Darwin or Jota and poro to get 11 players this week. Originally was planning to bring Watkins in for Darwin, but with Jota's long-term injury, should I sell him instead? And if so, who should I bring in? Very similar scenario to me. I've got Darwin, I've got Jota and I've got Poro, and I don't have 11 players. My plan like John this week was very straightforward, just get Watkins back for Darwin. However, that needs to be done. I'm more than happy to take a hit or two this week to get to 10 or 11 players. But when I look at it, I can I can get Watkins for Darwin by downgrading Poro to a Dawson or a Pau Torres or, or something like that. But again, losing Poro is losing a player for twenty-nine. So I'm with every transfer I make there, yeah, in, in particular if I do lose Poro, I'm probably committing more to a free hit in twenty nine, which I don't mind too much. But it's, when I get to the transfer section, I'll talk about it on a, an alternative strategy, maybe a minus eight that would allow me to yes sell Darwin and Jota, get a Wolves attacker, get Watkins, but maybe sell Gusto instead of Poro for a for a cheap defender who helps me helps me out in 29, and then it just makes me a little bit more flexible in terms of do I free hit in 29 or not, uh, because Poro would stay in the 11, uh, and then you would hope that he's fit by that time, I think I've seen him tweeting someone asked him this week about should I sell him or not in my FPL team and he, he replied with a don't sell me so hopefully that's a good sign that he's not going to be out for too much longer so in terms of John's question um, do you go Watkins in for Darwin or do you sell Jota instead I still think it makes sense just get Watkins back I think he should be the priority because he's got Forest this week, he's got a game in 29 he's arguably a great captain pick this week so I still think that's the right move to make the question then is do you take a hit to sell Jota as well or do you just wait a week, take a price hit or two, which doesn't really matter too much, and then sell Jota the week after. So as I mentioned earlier, I could maybe do Darwin to walk this week. Wait on the Jota move till next week if I don't get a Wolves attacker and maybe get a Richarlison or something like that. So there's plenty of different ways you can approach this. Um, But certainly Watkins in is something I would not avoid this week. I would get Watkins if you don't own him. Question from Marco Toykinen. Marco's original plan was to bring Watkins for Darwin, but I've been contemplating going for Hoyland as a differential in my mini-league, as Manchester United are looking better and the fixtures are quite okay. So, to put it simply, Watkins or Hoyland? My simple answer here, it still is Watkins. Again, next four game weeks, Watkins is guaranteed in 29, whereas Hoyland isn't, so it leaves you more flexible. Uh, But certainly Hoyland has put his hand up big time for inclusion in our teams. The Manchester United fixtures, Fulham at home this week is great. Then it's Man City, obviously not so great. Everton then is good. And if Manchester United end up having a game in 29, it would be Sheffield at home. But at the moment, that's looking unlikely uh, in terms of the bookies' odds and the cup fixtures. So for me, it's still Watkins over Hoyland. It's annoying because a lot of us would love to buy Hoyland, but the way the landscape is you've got to play the fixtures you've got to play the numbers of fixtures and i think watkins is the answer there question from fpl buffana jota to a wolves midfielder will be a popular transfer this week how do we choose between neto and huang he chan it's very difficult um i kind of without giving it too much thought Automatically thought I would go for Neto. Just feels more of a talisman and maybe more routes to points. But I do also remember noting down in my FPL notebook that I'm sure many of you also have. Just before Huang went away to the Asian Cup, his last game before he went away, he was exceptionally good. I think he might have even scored a brace. And I remember noting down by Huang as soon as he's back from the Asian Cup. So that is in my head as well. And I think I've come full circle. I think I've gone from wanting Neto to probably now wanting Huang more. Um had a look at a few things before I start recording. Neto, like I said, maybe does have more roots to points with set pieces. But in terms of goals scored this season, if you just want a goal scorer, you know, Huang's on ten goals for the season. Neto's only got two. Neto does, however, have 11 assists, so he ticks, ticks along very nicely with those. Penalties is up in the air, I think Sarabi has taken one, Wang's taken one, but I don't think both have been on the pitch together when Wills have had a penalty, so it's probably between those two. If Wang got those, obviously I think that catapults him above Neto. As an FPL pick. In, t- in terms of corners this season. Sarabia's has taken 43. Neto taken 31. But the issue with Sarabia is. He often comes off between 60 and 70 minutes. So at the time of recording. I'm going to say Huang number 1. Neto number 2. Sarabia number 3. But certainly in the case of Neto versus Huang. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I think both are excellent picks. And if you're on free hit this week. You probably have both. Question from FPL historian. Attack this week, use my free transfer to replace Jota with someone like Wang and bench Solanke or just play Solanke and roll the transfer. Yeah, tricky one because Solanke having such a good season. He's just come off more FPL points. I think it was a 12-pointer, but it's a fixture that is very, very difficult against Manchester City. And more often than not, you would expect two points from Solanke in this fixture. So if it's a free transfer... I like Jota to Huang or Neto or maybe even Douglas Luiz and benching Solanke. I do like the Wills guys more than Douglas Luiz. In my case, it's probably going to involve a minus four if I want to bench Solanke and get a Wills attacker. But I think I still like that. I, I like I like just backing Solanke to blank against Manchester City and backing a Huang or a Neto to get 10 plus points in Arguably the best fixture of the season. You're hoping for three or four goals from Wolves, and then Huang or Neto, whichever one you have, is heavily involved. So I am leaning towards I'm leaning towards benching Solanke, taking a minus four, a minus eight, and getting myself a Wolves attacker. Wolves attacker. It just sounds more fun. Feels more fun for the weekend. And um, so we'll see how that shakes out when I make my transfers Friday night or Saturday morning. Question from Andrew Sands. My best route to Solanke for double. Give me twenty eight is to sell Haaland and wildcard him back in around game me 30. What are your thoughts on this? I don't really like that too much. I think you should probably try and keep Haaland for the long term and find another way to get Solanke for 28. I mean, between now and 28, you've got three or four transfers, depending on how many frees you've got available at the moment. So you'll probably be able to find another way to get Solanke into your front line alongside Haaland. I can probably understand why, though, you're thinking about selling Haaland if you've got a wildcard. Because if you look at the Manchester City fixtures, Give me 28 to 30. They play Liverpool away, Brighton away, and Arsenal at home. So I think some managers probably will lose Haaland, in particular, if they've got a wild card available. Lose him for that short spell of 28 to 30 and then get him back in. But personally, I've got no plans to do so. I like the Brighton fixture in the middle there of Liverpool and Arsenal. And I just back Haaland to score against anyone and he should be he should be sharper by then as well because he certainly wasn't overly sharp in the last couple of games. So Solanke and Haaland in your strike force I think would be best for that spell. Next question from FPL Brooklyn. Is Lamptey a legitimate shout for a cheap defender and who is top of your list in the 4 million price bracket? Uh, basically nobody's top of my list in the 4 million price bracket. I think the cheapest player on my watch list in terms of defenders, is Harry Maguire at 4.2. But I have had a look because the question came in, is Lamptey a legitimate option? I don't think so. Um, Just look at the season. He's only played more than 60 minutes three times. We know his injury history. We know De loves rotation. So I just don't like Lamptey as a pick. If you want a pick at a similar price and you still want a Brighton player, I prefer Van Hecke at 4.1. I think Lamptey's 3.9. If you can spare zero, an, an extra zero point two, you're getting security minutes because Van Hecke has played ninety minutes in the last fifteen games, and he does have some attacking potential as well. Uh, I didn't I didn't write it down for the podcast, but I think he had three chances created. I can't remember if it was three chances created or three goal attempts uh, at the weekend, but certainly Van Hecker did pop up in the attacking numbers when I was looking at them this week. Yeah, Maguire 4.2, I think, is a good option. Uh, one to keep an eye on is is Tavares at Nottingham Forest. He's only 4 million. He's played 90 minutes in the last three games. I think he's played 90 minutes in four of the last five. The only issue with Forest is they've got pretty rough fixtures in the short term. But if he comes through those and he's still on the team, on the other side of it, he is a player we could look at for our benches at just 4 million. But yeah, I, I prefer Van Heka over Lamptey. Just feels a bit safer. Uh, question from D. Who is the best Villa defender to buy this week? I think I think it's Pau Torres for me now. I think that he's back in the team. I expect him to stay there. Even when a right-footed centre-back comes back in. When Conso comes back in, for example, I would expect it to be Longley to drop out and Pau Torres to stay there, so him to move across to to left side centre back. Um, it was I think I think both left footed centre backs played at the weekend. Something you don't often see uh, in world football: two left sided, two left footed centre backs. Um, some people I heard a few people saying it, it's odd, but you know what difference is it to two right footed centre backs playing? Um, so yeah, interesting dynamic there. But I do like Pau Torres now. I still like Madi Cash if you're more a. Aggressive, more adventurous manager than I am, particularly for the short term. But as a long term play, Pau Torres, I think, is the one to go for. I probably should uh, canvass the opinion of a few Aston Villa fans on that. Uh, it's probably a good idea if you're thinking about Torres. Um, you know, just you know, reach out to, to one or two Villa fans and get their opinion on that as well. Questions from George Butters. Almost certainly going to be free-hitting in 26, as I've only got one free transfer and so many injured and blanking players. If you were free-hitting this week, who are the essentials? So yeah, I think some people will be. Some teams will be really short of players with injuries and blankers and maybe didn't prepare for it, uh, which is fine if you want to just use your free-hit this week. If you are using it, the essentials are Erling Haaland, Oli Watkins, I would have Saka in there from Arsenal, I would have Huang and Neto I'd probably chuck Dawson in there as well for the triple-up. I would have at least one Manchester United attacker against Fulham. That could be Garnacho, Bruno or Rashford. I think one Brighton attacker against Everton as well. You could go Gross, Matoma or Adingra. Douglas-Louise is an option against Nottingham Forest on a free hit. You're just hoping to spike some returns from set pieces. I say that, that's been a bit harsh on Douglas-Louise because... He often pops up from open play with chances as well. I feel like it's going to be game week 38 and I'm going to be thinking, who's the one player I should have owned this season? I never did. It's going to be Douglas Louise from Aston Villa. And elsewhere, you could go Mari Cash as a one-week punt on a free hit. And I like Ivan Tony against West Ham as well. So there's plenty of good options out there for a one-week team Moving on now to the Captain C for Gimme 26. I think Erling Haaland will be the standard option again. Away to Bournemouth. That's very likely where my armband will go. Elsewhere you've got Ollie Watkins at home to Forrest. He's right up there. You've got Hoyland at home to Fulham. I like that as well for differential chasers. Sack at home to Newcastle is absolutely fine. And then you've got the Wolves guys. Do you go all the way? with a Huang or a Neto for the armband at home to Sheffield United, if you think it's going to be a big win for Wolves. It's also the only Sunday game, so you can sit down on Sunday with some popcorn with your captain and hope it goes well. You could also go for the only Monday night game with Ivan Toney captain against West Ham. That is a way. But yeah, Erling Haaland captain for me... And I would probably put Oli Watkins second on the list. And the Wolves guys are definitely in the conversation. The bus team for Gimme 26. At the moment, if Istupenen manages to get a start, I will hopefully have nine players. So David Raya, Gabriel, Istupenen as my defensive trio. Midfield of Saka, De Bruyne, Foden. And Garnacho. So hopefully, De Bruyne starts and plays significant minutes. Likewise, Foden. Up front, Haaland, captain, most likely. Solanke, I could start as well. So that would be the nine. If a stupid and plays, more than likely it could be eight. One free transfer. So I'm certainly open to taking a hit or two. My players at blank are Jota, Darwin, Poro, Gusto, and Bell. So, as always, I've noted down a few transfer thoughts here. I've only got one free. I've got 0.5 in the bank, so I can't go straight from Darwin to Watkins. So, I'm quite happy to take a hit this week anyway. Always open to hits when I don't have 11 players. Darwin to Watkins is easy and was always the plan, is what my notes say. A minus four is needed for the funds. I don't necessarily need to sell Jota this week, as I've already got four starting midfielders. So, if I just play Solanke... Uh, and then I've got Saka, De Bruyne, Ford, and Garnacho. I don't really need to sell Jota, so that could wait a week. Um, if I want to do Darwin, the Watkins, and if I keep Jota, then I probably need to sell Poro to a 4.8 million defender or less. So Dawson's an option. Sinesi's an option as a long-term pick. You've got Pau Torres and Maricach, Maguire, and Regulon. But I'm leaning towards Torres or Dawson for that transfer. If I want to keep Pedro Porro, i probably go... Probably go down a minus eight route, something like, some. I mean, minus eight sounds big, but it's not big when it's a blank game week. So something like Jota, Darwin and Gusto out for Huang, Watkins and Pau Torres. That sounds like a pretty good minus eight to me with the players that are coming in. For three players that don't have a fixture, then I would probably just bench Solanke and hope that he gets a two-pointer I, I feel uneasy about benching Solanke, especially when I'm taking hits that maybe I don't need to. I could leave it at a, at a minus four instead of a minus eight and play Solanke. Maybe that suits my style of management more. So I need to I need to think on that one. Uh, do I just play Solanke against Man City, hope he wipes the clean sheet and gets a couple of bonus points? Or do I go for an exciting Wolves attacker? I think that's what we'll come down to. Play Solanke... Or take an extra hit to get a Wolves attacker. I think it is Huang that I'm leaning towards there. Uh, A Huang hat-trick would be very nice. Coupled with a Solanke blank. Maybe even a one-pointer with a yellow card. And who knows? Might need Solanke off the bench anyway. uh, If a De Bruyne or somebody didn't feature. Uh, Noted down here as well. Free hit 29 is very much a possibility for me. Although, if there's only three or four fixtures, playing with six, seven, eight players will probably be okay. In that case, I might just keep the free hit for Gameweek 34 or 37. Thank you for taking the time to listen, folks. Best of luck this weekend. I'll talk to you again early next week. Not sure if it'll be Monday or Tuesday. To look back on the action and to preview Game me 27. Check out the free trial on Patreon. If you're not interested in that, you can simply buy me a coffee instead to say thank you for the podcast. You can do that at buymeacoffee.com for slash FPL General. Anyone who does so gets invited to my FPL Discord server. Talk to you soon, folks. Hopefully, give me 27 is a better one than Game Week 26. I should say, give me 26 is a better one than 25. Over and out.